Oh, snap. Huh. It's a new year. It's a new dawn. The bar is open. And I'm Jack. New life. And I'm Daiquiri. Welcome back to the motherfucking Jack and Daiquiri show, girls. The um, first one of 2024. Let's wow, clap it up. Wow. Clap God it up. damn it. Happy goddamn new year to everybody. Um, Merry Christmas to those who celebrated. Um, I believe, did Ramadan also? Oh, no, Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa to the girls. Um, happy birthday, Ice Spice, as well, because she Ooh. was born on January 1st, which is spectacular. Um, we're back in this bitch, girls. Well rested. Very well rested. Fresh from a holiday break. Mm -hmm. Still tired, though. Oh, and needed more time off. <laughs> Literally. Actually. Yeah. My birthday, it's just, it doesn't matter. My birthday was on the 3rd. I still took the 4th off because... <laughs> Who gives a fuck, girl? <laughs> our last, uh, our last day off was the third, so I didn't have to take off on my birthday. Uh -huh. But I took off the first day back at school. Back, so I was yeah. like, "Fuck you, niggas! I'm not coming in." I almost called off the fifth too, but I was like, oh, "Let me go ahead and see what these kids are up to." Right. Let me go raining back in. How have you been since, since? I mean, it's probably been so. It was we did early December. I think was the last time we yeah. saw one another. Christmas was great. Um. I'm trying to think. Same thing with work, um, where I still feel like we should have had more time. Um, so, you know, we got, we would do kind of like little like half days mm -hmm. and then um, have like the next couple of days off. So Christmas was good. Um, got to see a lot of family and all that type of stuff. So that was good. Um, I'm trying to think. New Year's was very chill. We went and got dinner mm -hmm. and then we played games with like some of our friends um, which was really fun because me and uh, Shirley Temple are extremely um, competitive when it comes to like games. Really, she's really competitive. You wouldn't think it, uh, yeah. But like me, for sure. I believe for sure. that. I'm trying to find any advantage in any game. I definitely believe that you're competitive. Yes, but so is she. That's fascinating. And our friends we play against. Uh, they're a couple and they've got um so we we basically hang out with them because they have um a kid the same age as capri son correct so those those two get to hang out and then we hang out and have like adult time gotcha. like when we was kid you know yeah and then like you know oh, that's shit like so that. cool so we've been playing all these like board games and card games and like anything we can think of and lately we've been playing um taboo Oh God, I love that game. So we legitimately would play Taboo for hours. I love that game like so much. Hours. We'll play that one, and then we'll do. Um, um, there's like a game. It's called. It's like it's basically like rap history of like the '90s or the 2000s. Oh. So it's like cool to play because we'll all be like, "Oh shit!" Like we definitely know this or like you know type things. So we really don't cool. fucking know that one exactly. Or, yeah, yeah. So, that's so dope. Yeah, honestly, that's what we did over our break. And now back to the grind of the work week. Whew. It has been crazy. I was out sick for two days this week. Damn. I loved being, well, I was out Friday and then I was out Monday and Tuesday, but I worked from home Monday and Tuesday. Gotcha. Um, hate being sick. Love being home from work. <laughs> and even, yeah. work, even working from home earlier this week was really cool just because it's just me my dogs like if i want to get up and like chill for 20 minutes i'm gonna do that shit yeah you totally can yeah and most of the time like i'm always ahead when i'm at work so it was nice to be at home and mm -hmm. still be ahead and be like i don't gotta do shit for yeah. the rest of the day yeah 
So it was nice. Today kind of sucked. They were like, welcome back. And I was like, mm, you're like, okay. I ain't miss you, niggas. Right. But <laughs> Don't welcome me back too hard, girl. Right. But yeah, man, that's really been it. Life is good. You know. Wow. How's everything going with you? So I, so I, I mentioned this uh, very vaguely last time we did the show. I'm a lot more comfortable speaking a little bit more specifically now. Um, I have, um, stepped into an era of, um, fatherhood, (laughs) which is an interesting way of saying that I have a kid in the house now. Um, you gotta, (laughs) but, (laughs) okay. But the kid is not my son, Billy Jean. No, but the kid is not. He's not also, well, this is what I'm going to say. So, uh, my partner and I have, uh, taken in a troubled youth of sorts, um, I like that. He's a troubled youth. Um, the kid is, yes, will be an adult soon. I wouldn't right? even say a troubled youth, honestly. I think it's just he's a, a rough background, rough home life. I'm going to tell you, in, in like having this nigga live with me since er, uh, late November, he's, a troubled he's both youth. troubled and is youthful. I'm telling you that I'm using the most pure definition of that term. I hear what you're saying, and I've also, you also know enough information to have formed your own opinion about it. I'm telling you that as a nigga who is experiencing this in real time, I'm going to see this nigga after he gets home, right? (laughs) He is a troubled youth, right? We took him in. Um, He will be an adult soon, but as I get older, the more I get the old nigga thing of like, you niggas are kids to me. Like you're always, yeah. you're a fucking kid, right? Especially in terms of like behavior and thought process and stuff. I'm like, oh, your brain is not even done cooking yet. You don't know what the fuck mm-hmm. is going on. You're just legally going to be an adult, mm-hmm. right? You're not grown yet, right? So we took him in. Um, it has been, and I, I admit, like I said, I mentioned this, this vaguely. Um, I'm not going to give a whole lot more detail, but I, what I will say is we took him in like the end of uh november and um we have just gone through such a swathe of emotions like loving this child like having he's like he's a like a a teenager which is my least favorite group of people right (laughs) uh because they're very difficult to talk to they haven't learned communication skills yet they haven't learned how to like verbalize or in many ways even identify their own emotions feelings and thoughts right and so they need a lot of help to navigate these things um which is fantastic but i guess that when you're a teenager i have a lot less patience with you which i should have more patience but i'm like oh you're 17 don't you have this shit figured out now <laughs> but even though i'm like oh i was 17 i didn't have none of this yeah, shit didn't fucking have figured, out, figured out right out. and was moody and was you know mouthy and you know knew it's all just, i just knew that i knew better than the, the adults around me right and, and every fucking fucking body else yeah. so like it is a thing that i you know am struggling with in terms of like I need to remain patient in these things and remember that, you know, this is a kid who needs like a lot of love and everything else like that. However, Mm -hmm. what I will say is like our our holiday break um, was a really lovely and positive time for like my little mini family now uh, because we were all able to get some like what I think is like very healthy distance Mm -hmm. and be able to like decompress as to what had been going on for the past couple of weeks and like really think about like how we thought it went what we would want to do to improve it and whatever else and like so me and my partner um mojito and this kid 
we were essentially like calling each other back and forth over the break. Like he would, you know, basically check in on us. We would check in on him. Um, we were able to, we got him some Christmas presents and we called him on Christmas and like had him open, you know, different things. And it has just been such an interesting, um, and very welcome, like emotional journey that like we've all kind of been going through because you're learning about this new person at a very tumultuous stage of life for them, right? Like, in conversations that we've had with this kid, I'm like, oh, man, like, you really fucking, you, you needed out of your, of your previous situation, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just been, that has been um, both so fun and so draining in so many ways um, since, since that whole thing has been going on. And, you know, for what it's worth, um, obviously the, the hope is that, you know, he's, he's able to go off to college and, you know, live life and do, you know, different things outside of the range of our apartment. But I also told him very, very early on, I'm like, look, man, like you stay here for as long as you feel like you need to, until you feel supported and then like dip out. But then obviously you don't just like say that and not have some kind of like support contingency plan because, I mean, you don't want somebody living in your house until they're fucking 45, right? Like, our parents are the same way. But also, I don't think he's going to stay that long. But I think as kids do, he will grow and develop, and he'll be like, I am, I'm hoping that he's just like, I really appreciate you guys for, like, letting me kind of chill with you guys until I got my head on straight and, um... I'm going to go off to college and like do other shit now. But, um, it has been so interesting, like, like being a like micro father a little bit, which is not something I had on my bingo card for 2023. Um, other than that, um, I have been in quite the little creative tick, uh, for the past month or so. Um, my album is almost done, which (laughs) is so dope. Um, it is, inarguably my best album um it is i mean i like play you say that shit about constantly. all of them of course the newest one is always the newest the one is always the best one but this yeah. is why you know i'm not bullshitting because it's <laughs> very genuinely true like that shit is crack it's so so dope and it's not even quite done yet like there's still i i have a couple more songs maybe three or four that need to get done before my contribution of the album is completely done so um but yeah, man, we've, we've been fucking cranking. And niggas is trying to read books now. <laughs> niggas really niggas got to... library cards now. Yeah, nigga, we got fucking library cards. We, outside, is... we outside of Barney's Nobles. Listen, <laughs> Barnes and Nobles. <laughs> we got the plural, all the books, nigga. Multiple Barnes and multiple <laughs> Nobles, right? No, but it's been sick. And uh, because of our primary topic today... Um, we started off the year with uh, quite a bang. Hot. <laughs> Hot. Um, so, one of the most beloved comedians of all time, um, not just within the black community, but like, at least nationally, if not globally, mm-hmm. um, one of America's sweethearts, Cat Williams, uh, went on a show called Club Shay Shay, uh, which is... Um, Shannon Sharp. Hosted by um, Shannon Sharp, who I just think is spectacular. I 
adore Shannon Sharp. He's good, man. He's good at his job. Listen, and I always love when Jack makes this joke. It's funny and it's true. I I watch more sports than you girls think that I do. (laughs) I actually, I keep up some of the time. I'm aware that Michigan played last night. Monday. I'm aware that Michigan played Monday. (laughs) I'm aware that Michigan played recently. That's the one with the M where it's yellow. Yep. I'm aware that Michigan played. (laughs) Do you remember who they played? Um, the Leprechauns. They played the Leprechauns. (laughs) Um, give me two more tries. They played the Warriors. No. Uh, give me one more try. They played the... They played the Sharks. <laughs> this nigga over here just naming random animals. I'm like... It had to be the golfers, right? I'm was, going to hit it. Who did they play? They played Washington. The Huskies. I told you they played the Huskies. You didn't hear what I said the first time. Right. I said... I had, I had whispered it. You didn't hear me. Yeah. Um. But tangential to that... How did you know Michigan played Monday? Because I know more sports than you girls think that I do. <laughs> no, I actually, I went to go, I had to go pick the kid up from work. Mm. And I stopped at a sports bar on my way. I stopped at fucking show me's on my way. Oh, I got I'll you. give you, there's a, there's a more detailed version of this story. I'm going to give you the director's cut after we cut the microphones off. However, the very, very, very podcast shortened version of it is I was going to pick the kid up from work uh-huh. and I had stopped at the, um, at the show me's up there by his job. And uh, I never thought I would hear Daiquiri say that he was sitting in showbies. I walked in that bitch. <laughs> I walked in that bitch. I sat down at a table. A uh, very sweet, young, light-skinned girl uh, was like, you know, my waitress or whatever. And I got a fucking chili dog and some fries and a Shirley Temple. <laughs> <laughs> and I sat and uh, waited for the kids to clock out and like was on my phone and watching the game and That's watching the game funny. and on my phone, right? So I just I just pick up on shit. Tangential to that, I keep up with sports uh through two people, Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Fuck Ass Sharp. <laughs> right? So Club Shay Shay hosted by um an immaculate Shannon Sharp um had a very special guest, Cat Williams, on there uh very, very recently. And oh girl <laughs> I don't even, I, I don't even know how to describe, I watched half the interview like full through and then I've seen clips uh, on Twitter and TikTok for the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker went up there and just let the chopper sing. Continuously. Uh, like from the beginning, you have to really watch this shit because literally from as soon as the mics cut on, yeah. Shannon Sharp does his little intro he goes, welcome, Cat Williams. And then Cat Williams is like, Ricky Smiley is only good when he's playing a woman. Like, it, <laughs> that's within the first 10 minutes where you're like, bitch, what, what is yeah. this energy that he's on right now? He, he took shots at people, but all the shots he took were defensive. Were, yes, but true. Yes. They, they, they what, were all true and, and i don't look at it too and i don't mean to say defensive in a like he came off at being defensive 
he literally in the interview is like, I am only addressing people mm-hmm. who have been addressing me. Yeah. Right. And because I'm bigger than y'all, I don't have to come out and do all these little mixy interviews at the shows and at the radios that you girls have to do because you're yeah. not as big as I am. But so he gets out there and he just immediately is like, you can suck my dick and you can suck my dick and you like, he just laid it the fuck out. Well, the timing was insane because I listened to the um, Ricky Smiley morning show on the way to work every morning. Do you? I do. Yeah. And. Oh, wow. One of them. I kind of switch back and forth, but most of the time I put it on that one because mm-hmm. they'd be cracking me up. But Ricky Smiley did say that. I remember he was like, yeah, you know, uh, I was really supposed to be um, Money Mike. And, you know, next Friday. Yes. And he's like, Cat Williams is supposed to be Santa Claus, but we had to switch it. And I was like, that don't even sound right. And then for Cat Williams to come on and say, that don't that even was sound right. never the case. Right. Like, he's like, who's like, who do you think they would put in that line? That that role, excuse yes. me. Yes. It's like, come on. And then he, um, he's talking about, we can talk about Ricky Smiley now. Ricky yeah. Smiley. This was my first note. Is funny on the radio. He's He's funny. I will. I will give him that. The Bernie. Ricky Jean- Smiley is funny. Yeah. the The characters that he has. Uh, the little. Uh, what's the What's the little boy? Um. <laughs> that, that, oh damn. He's got funny character. I can't think of the dude's name right now. Um. But he's got a bunch of funny characters. Very funny. And Cat's thing that he was hitting on was a lot of these comedians that people put on a pedestal. Not Ricky Smiley. I don't think Ricky Smiley is considered a top comedian by most people. Absolutely not. I think he's considered a radio person. Nor do I think people put him on a pedestal. No. Is what I'll say about that. Yeah. Um, so I think he rightfully so took offense to him saying, Oh, I could have played that role when Cat Williams is like, no, how? No, you couldn't have played that role. Yeah. Especially at the time the movie came out, Cat Williams Still, I think in what that movie came out like two thousand, correct? Two thousand one, early two thousands. He still was a bigger draw than Ricky Smiley. Absolutely, at least were like Cat Williams has always been a bigger name than Ricky Smiley, and I don't even think it's really shady to say that. Like, no, it's just it's a fact, and it's not. They both are big names, but they do different things. They're also both talented people, and one's talent does not necessarily take away from the other person's yes. talent. However, we are talking differences yeah right and I've, like, I've heard that comedians and like being a comic is very much like being a a top level athlete where it is very competitive it is very extremely. like extremely if someone takes a shot at you you're gonna take a shot at them if someone is seen as like the best now whoever was the best is gonna take a shot because i remember when kevin hart was blowing up cat williams did get in his feelings about that shit and was like i'm funnier than kevin he brings stuff I mean, that Kevin does. I got offered. He brought Cat Williams up on fucking uh, Club Shay Shay. Kevin Hart did. No, Will, Cat Williams brought, brought Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart yeah, on he Club brought Shay up Shay. all of them because he made the point of, and I don't know how you feel about this, but I have mixed emotions. Let's get into it. I do feel that Hollywood, and especially black actors, mm-hmm. um, and like we can even say comics. The dress thing. Yes. I think it's true. And I do think once you go to that level, then 
the world does open up for you. Because, look, mm-hmm. Martin Lawrence was on fucking Sunset Boulevard going crazy, saying people are out to get him, and then he became Big Mama. Well, that was that was way after Big Mama, but that's to but your you, point. You know what I'm that's saying? That's exactly to your point. And then you've got, obviously, the king of it all, Tyler, Tyler Perry. Perry. Yeah. You've got... Who is also mentioned on Club Shay Shay. Yeah, you've got him. You've got Kevin Hart put on a dress. Yeah. You've got... Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx did it. And it's like, okay, and but look at, like, like Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is massive. He's top tier. Jamie Foxx is massive. Yeah. And it's like, okay, and yeah. then you think about the people that were like, no, I'm not going to wear no dress. Like, why would I need to do that? Right. And they're crazy. They're hard to work with. And it's Cat Williams. It's Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Um, I don't think, Will Smith ain't never done that. I don't think that he has either. Okay, so I don't think that Will he has either. Denz, you don't see Denzel in no dress. And I actually think that we have heard similar. It's not the first. You know, you you hear from some of these bigger actors that it's always like, oh, one time I was in a role and they asked me to put on a dress, yeah. right? And then I was like, fuck no, right? Right. And it okay. So, I me personally, yes, I wouldn't do that shit because what does that have to do with the role? Yeah. So. I agree that I have very complicated thoughts about this as well because I so we, we there's this brilliant documentary on Netflix um, called Damn I actually emailed our fucking media professor about this documentary and told her that she should check it out mm. and she put it on in her syllabus after I reached out to her about it. Oh damn. Because it was that fucking it was that fucking profound. But it's it's a documentary on Netflix. Um I'll put I'll find the name of it and put it in the description of the episode, but it it is about like transgender people mm-hmm. in the like film industry, right? Right. And they bring up the like black men in a dress thing and they tie it back to like minstrel shows where black men were depicted as being either really, really hyper masculine or really, really hyper feminine. And both images were set up to like diminish our image. Right. Mm -hmm. Those things are historical. Right. Yeah. And I also believe that um i believe that putting on that dress does seem to be in some way related to more uh more opportunities for you in hollywood because it seems like your audience is like becoming a lot bigger and i don't know quite why that happens mm-hmm. I think the only thing that I struggle with that I'm not an actor, so I don't know how this works. The only thing that I struggle with is like, so you didn't know like they, so none of these people know that they're, you're going to be asked to wear a dress when you come into it. Like that's not in the, in the description of the character when you get the fucking So I mean, script. I, I feel like something like a Tyler Perry thing or like big mama's house, for example, like that's obvious, you know, Right, but the way Cat Williams has said it, and it makes sense because other people have said it, it'll be, we're gonna give you this much money. All right, bet. Like I'm ready to do the movie. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And then you do the movie. You know I'm getting paid this much. And they're like, oh, we just thought of something hilarious. Mm. What if you wear a dress for a right. couple scenes? And it's like, 
Why, what does that have though? to do with anything? What does that have to yes. do with anything? That's my only question is I just always wonder. I'm like, okay, so how often does that happen? And it happens. I, I do feel like because that made me think I'm like, oh, yeah, it happens to black actors way more than white actors. We there. I, I have never seen a film about an Asian or a Latino or a native American person whose main care, whose, whose character was man in dress. I have seen white actors do these things, right? I can only think of Mrs. Doubtfire. Doubtfire, That's the only one I can think of. And of course I'm drawing blanks on others because as it happens, not that frequent with other races. It does seem to happen mostly with black men, right? I do. So yes, I, I don't even know, I don't fully know what my definitive opinion about that whole thing is, but I do agree that it happens, and I do agree that there seems to be some connection between putting on a dress and immense levels of Hollywood uh, Hollywood stardom. Yeah. Like, it seems like you wear the dress and now, boom, right? Now, suddenly, you're white Americas, right? Right. So, he, so, Kat talks about this shit. He, um he starts kind of nitpicking on what other comedians have either said about him or have done to him behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Right. So he, uh, talks about how, um, he talks about how Cedric, the entertainer stole an entire joke that he did, like makes this really huge accusation. And you mentioned this a little bit ago about like, how how big comedians are also like big athletes or big uh, musicians yeah because you know what another big thing is about like rap music specifically it is a huge no-no to have somebody else write your songs Mm -hmm. it is a huge no-no to steal somebody's flow to steal somebody's lyrics to steal to steal somebody's work right because if you are taking the shit seriously as like an artist and i believe comedy is an art form right right if you're taking the shit seriously as an artist, you're goddamn skippy. I have a problem with you stealing my art. Yeah. Right? He said the shit and I was like, oh my God, he's accusing Cedric, 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 Cedric the Entertainer of like the worst thing that a comic can be accused of in the comedy sphere is stealing somebody's fucking joke. Yeah. It's like the lowest thing you can do. Yeah. And he's saying the shit with a straight face. I watch him like in the interview. It's not clickbait. He's literally just talking. He's just talking. He's he talked about Cedric, Steve Harvey, he Ricky talked, Smiley, Ricky like we Smiley. said before. He talked about a bunch, and it's like oh, but then he has the clips to show like Cat Williams making a joke, and then Steve Harvey trying to do the same joke, mm-hmm. and it's like oh, like you didn't write that. Or talking about how Steve Steve Harvey stole. Mark Curry's whole identity in the nineties. And for y'all who, y'all who don't know who Mark Curry is, he was hanging with Mr. Cooper and basically hanging with, hanging with Mr. Cooper was the Steve Harvey show before the Steve Harvey show. Got you. It's the same shit. And, and it came out years before it's yeah. like, and that's the thing. And he lays out dates in this goddamn episode. Yep. Like he's, he's up there really like, this is the fuck shit that I experienced with all of y'all's favorite niggas. Yeah. And right? it made me, it got me thinking about Steve Harvey because I remember when Steve Harvey was just, honestly, I think he was kind of just black famous. I agree with that. You know what I mean? I like agree when we with were that. kids, like I knew who he was, but I knew him as one of the king of comedy. 
mm-hmm. and the Steve Harvey show. My that, granny loved him. Yeah, that was it. But I noticed a couple years back when he started getting on all of the shows. Yes. I was like, what the fuck is he doing well, cause to you're, be on all these shows? At, at the point that you're hosting Family Feud... Every version of Family. Every Feud. version of Family Feud. Did you see the? He was like a. He had a judge show. Mm-hmm. He, Steve Harvey was everywhere, which was weird. I thought it was odd too. Yeah, I was always like, oh, okay, he's got like another goddamn something or other. They've given the nigga a judge show now. Have you seen that shit? Right, come on now. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I'll watch the little funny clips of Family Feud, where you know, what's something that you'd want to do with your wife. Sit on my face. Sit on it. Sit right. on his face. Right. It's like, okay, that's funny. But besides that, like. The shit where he goes, uh, I don't even remember what the fuck. Oh, no. Uh, what He's like asking some dude, like, uh, what's something that you would do for sex? And the guy goes, kill. And Steve Harvey goes, he like takes a lap around the stage. He goes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> kill. And then he points at the screen and the top card flips and goes, ding. <laughs> it's like the number one answer or whatever the fuck. Steve Harvey, and the thing about it is, Cat doesn't, he doesn't mention niggas who are by themselves are not funny, except Tiffany Haddish. And you think of, Tiffany Haddish is not I funny? I think T- Tiffany Haddish is, is, is like harmfully unfunny. Okay. I don't think she's that funny either. I think she's like, I, like, I could hear crickets if I, if she was in front of me right now. Tiffany Haddish, that's Cat. that's not Cat's, that's Kevin Hart is Tiffany Haddish. They're like a team yes okay they seem to really love one another and i don't know that we've had this conversation before mm-hmm. it doesn't i mean we we the agree shit she got into well we agreed that we would let this kind of ju- we bounce off from where we need to with the catch it i wasn't even going to mention that yeah i was just going to say that i don't think fucking kevin hart's that goddamn funny either i've never said th- i don't think i've ever said that shit to you i he has two good comedy specials i think early thank you early kevin hart thank you hilarious oh my god but lately like the movies he does now he's trying to do more serious movies which is good good fine branch out um but he's also he's he's the rock's bitch thank you i don't know why because honestly acting no the rock's been in bigger shit um but it's just like it's almost like the two of them do everything together. And their 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 role when they're in films together is always the exact, exact same. same. Yeah. Dwayne Rock Johnson is big as fuck. Yeah. And that's his whole character is that he's yeah, big as fuck. Buff. And Kevin Hart's character is always small nigga. Yeah. The it, funniest movie that he's done in a while, and you're gonna laugh at me for this, it's the fucking like Secret Life of Pets, where he's the fucking bunny. That shit, <laughs> that shit, I watched that shit with Capri Sun, and that shit will crack That me is so up. funny to me. That's, but all the, like, like him and Will Ferrell did a movie together, and it was terrible. The Get Hard movie. Is that where he's braiding Will yes. Ferrell's hair? Get the fuck out of here. Terrible. The no. movie with fucking, I, the um, movie with Ice Cube, the Ride Along, Ride Along. movies. Goddamn that movie. Those weren't that fun. I want to say the only good movie I've seen Kevin Hart in is uh, Scary Movie 3. And yeah. he has an incredibly minor role in that film. Soul Plane is hilarious. Soul Plane is absolutely gobsmackingly hilarious. His scene in 40-Year-Old Virgin is good. Correct. Don't <laughs> be my nigga. <laughs> you know? Yes. That's good. But, like, it, I do – now, I do, like – um. Wedding Ringer. Have you seen that one? I have not seen Wedding Ringer. That movie's it's where he 
he will be a best man for people mm-hmm. who don't have friends. Okay, got you. That one's funny, but everything else, it's it's very gimmicky, like shit. That for him to be at his level and talk about the level that he's at, yeah, he shouldn't be doing eight movies with The Rock a year. And also, his comedy specials suck. So like, <laughs> um, you know, like Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> yes where like he's funnier than thing, Larry no, no, the no. Cable Guy fa- fa- I just need you to follow me just for 10 <laughs> seconds I swear Fuck, to god fucking what's to do with the puppets uh Jeff Dunham Jeff- <laughs> correct I want so so I'm gonna stand on this road right here I just want you to stand right next to me I just want you to walk <laughs> right next to me I will get us to where we need to go I swear to god I got you Larry the Cable Guy does this thing what is Larry the Cable Guy's famous saying get her done thank you so much <laughs> So we're now one step toward the goal here. Okay. Larry Cable, the guy, is known internationally uh-huh. for Get Her Done. Yeah. It's not even a joke anymore. There's no... The punchline and the setup is the exact same thing. You just fucking say Get Her Done and the crowd goes, wow. Right. right? He's not telling jokes. He's not fucking... Kevin Hart, his first two specials, very, like like gut funny shit he's yeah. talking about his life he's talking about his like kids in the early stages and about his dating life and about you know hanging out with quote-unquote thugs and whatever the fuck else he's funny as hell those first two something happened between the second special and the third so the first special is i'm a grown little man the second one is seriously funny yeah. the third one but by the time we get to the third one it starts to get weird because in seriously funny he starts to do more of this like voice where he's like, Oh my God, no, please don't. Oh yeah. Like he starts to do this shit. Right. And then in the third special, we get a very famous, uh, annoying Kevin Hart bar, which is you gonna learn today. (laughs) You gonna learn today. Right. You learn about long dick today. I think that one's good. That <laughs> that's the exact moment where Kevin Hart became Black Larry the Cable Guy for me. <laughs> because after that special, uh-huh. it gave, oh, I know if I do this voice, yeah. niggas aren't going to be laughing at the joke that I told. They're only the going delivery. to be laughing at the fact that I did the funny voice that I did a decade ago. Mm-hmm. So I don't find Kevin Hart to be funny, so I'm glad that Cat Williams shit on him. Um, later on... <laughs> In the <laughs> Shannon Sharp shit, Shannon Sharp shit, um, he mentions the fact that Harvey Weinstein tried to suck his dick for a movie at role. an industry party or some shit yeah. like that, and was like, "I said no because why the fuck wouldn't I say no?" Um, he's talking about. He mentions Tory Lanez and Meg The Stallion, and he fucking talks about, he mentions Jonathan Majors, and he even does this very, very, very brief nod towards the fucking um, war going on um, in Palestine. Like, he just, like, he, he finds ways to just kind of pepper all, all yeah. of this shit in. He, he brings up Jeffrey Epstein, which... Yeah. I mean, that list is coming out soon. Yeah. That list is coming out real soon. And Cat Williams is already like, some of the girls I know are on that fucking list. <laughs> yeah. Right? And don't forget P. Diddy won a party. Yes. And P. Diddy. <laughs> he, 
you got to protect that hole. Maybe, and sidebar, too much time passed for us to be able to talk about the good Bishop T.D. Jakes' role Ooh, in this entire thing. yeah. Did you see that clip? I, the clip. I would have been swallowed up. Have you ever been swallowed up? Have you ever gone through a period of <laughs> swallowing where everything was overwhelming? And you I ain't never seen that shit, nigga. Bitch! <laughs> I ain't never seen that Jack! shit. Jack, 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 Jack. I saw, I saw some clips of them niggas at a party together. They was like, what's the bishop doing with Diddy? <laughs> Let me tell you something. This nigga, Bishop T.D. Jakes is up there in a foot-length gown <laughs> that where the fabric is like, you know your grandma's couch? Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Where it's like, ooh, you can, it's like, ooh, I can feel this. That's about, he's like wearing what is essentially a gown. I'm gay. I'm not dragging him wearing a gown, but I'm just painting a picture. <laughs> he's wearing a gown, and he's talking about being not swallowed, Swallowed. <laughs> He's saying it like that. Jack. Wait, was he at church? Yes, nigga. It was part of a sermon. Oh no! This was a sermon, and his beard was very long and gray, so it was recent shit, girl. It didn't give you know that grainy old footage, like when 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 Bishop Jakes was first starting to teach. You know they had VHS first tapes. starting to teach. <laughs> <laughs> I remember as a kid, I used to be like. Why can't we just stay home and watch this? That's church. I ain't trying to go to fuck. It is church. It is fully church. There's no reason. But when he, when he was first called to lead by the spirit, you oh, know, the God. girls were filming on VHS tapes. Oh, for sure. It's not grainy anymore. It was it was 4K UHD footage. Yeah, because that nigga's worth like a billion dollars, I bet. All that fucking money he don't got to pay in taxes. So... That's, he, that's how the church gets you. That's another topic for We never day. got to talk about this shit because it was, it's not timely enough right now. And yeah. I do think, you know, if, if some of this shit with Diddy plays out a little bit more, I think, like, niggas finna start going to jail <laughs> in a second. Yeah, and because, it's not just Diddy. Another great is gonna probably go along with him. Because Diddy settled way too quickly. Like, yeah. Diddy settled Five seconds. Cassie was like, he read, and Diddy was like, shh, shh, baby, baby, be cool, baby, shh. Yeah. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about Bruno around this motherfucker. But <laughs> the craziest thing about Cat Williams' interview is that as I watched it, like I said, I've seen an hour and 26 minutes of it so far. It's like a two and a four, two and hours and 43 minutes long. I've seen an hour and 26 minutes bear through, right? And interstitched i've also just seen like the highlight clips right yeah. of him just saying shit about oh what's the shit right now where he's like you having an unnatural allegiance to losers, to losers is, is not like not, you. not like you i <laughs> do you know how i'm trying to weave that into my class management skills like I'm, I'm i'm trying to pull a kid out into the hallway tomorrow and be like you have an unusual allegiance to people who talk in my classroom right it's not like you like i, I i'm just trying to he's, he's giving us so many gyms they'll be like huh <laughs> the strangest thing about the Cat Williams interview is as I watched it, I thought, this nigga's not crazy. Right. This nigga's not saying, you know, there have been people who have done interviews. Yeah. Where I'm like, shut up, nigga. Like, be quiet. You didn't see this happen. You didn't hear this happen. You weren't around for this to have happened, you know, yes. in your experience. Shut the fuck up. Cat Williams is... I'm going to stand 10 on this one. A top five comedian all time. I'm going to stand with all 10 of my little pigs on that. 
okay? Um, we can have conversations about where he fits within the five and maybe who else is within that five, but Cat is fucking up there for me, mm-hmm. right? And I think because he's so he's aware that he's so up there, he's like, I don't have to be saying all this shit for the blogs for you girls i don't have to interact with the press i don't have to do marketing for my shows no i'm cat motherfucking williams Mm -hmm. you will either come to the show or you will not come to the show i'm still gonna be cat williams after that right so i'm listening to him talk and i'm like oh nigga like this is why i've heard that you've been getting blackballed not because you're crazy Mm -mm. But because you're saying things that like implicate people in the industry that we look up to mm-hmm. as a people, right? I'm yeah. not gonna act like Steve Harvey was not a prominent figure in my life. Yeah, no. I'm not gonna act like Cedric the Entertainer because he, they're they're black famous first before they're famous. 100. Which means you go to a family outing and somebody has on a movie, you probably will see Cedric the Entertainer or a Cat Williams on there or I'm sorry, uh, fucking Steve Harvey on there. Your mom is driving you to school in the morning. You're in between consciousness. You hear Ricky Smiley's morning yep. show. These are like prominent. Steve Harvey, Tom Joyner. Tom Joyner. Yeah. These are prominent black uh, black figures. Even, I mean, Jonathan Majors, I know he's relatively new, but like the niggas in Marvel movies now. We yeah. have black Hollywood heroes these days. Yeah. Right? Sure. And the fact that Cat Williams got up there unabashedly. Yeah. And was just like. Here are niggas who have said and done fuck shit in the industry, some of which done it directly or said it directly to me. And this is what I think about this shit. Yeah. Stand on fuck ass business in 2024. He was calm. That's how I knew. Oh. That's how I knew he wasn't. It wasn't for show or nope. wasn't. He wasn't lying. Like he was really calm. He would just make a comment, and Shannon Sharp would be more shocked than he would be. He's like, yeah, for sure. Like this happened. Yeah, cool as daisies. Yeah, and when, no, and would have no reaction when he fucking said that shit um, about um, Ricky Smiley uh, wearing a uh, wearing a dress. Where because he's 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 funny, right? So he's still saying it in a funny way. So he's like, you know, I put in my contract that the next movie I had to do with Ricky Smiley he would have to wear a dress. I put that in my <laughs> own contract. And he was like, oh, the next movie we did together was First Sunday, right? <laughs> and Shannon Sharp is like, well, why would you put that in your contract? And this nigga, Cat Williams, goes, because I believe that you should put the best actors in the best roles. Tyler Perry and Ricky Smiley have never played a man well in their life, but they're good at playing women. And I believe the best actors should go in the best roles. He says this shit with this, like, calmness yeah this like not smugness but he's incredibly confident in what the fuck he's talking yeah, about right for sure he should be and what here's here's another thing is that all the niggas who he addressed they've been scrambling yeah. now some of the bigger ones tyler perry is bigger than cat williams that's sorry that's like kind of undeniable whatever yeah, yeah, but sure. some of them niggas who are not as big time as cat williams is oh they've had to pipe up they were taking their yeah because uh, Cedric had something to say like the next day. Because Cat Williams is getting your name clicks and engagement now, girl. Yeah. It's not, we're not trying to rehash the past. 
it's not dissimilar from a convert from an from an incident that took place on a previous platform of ours, um, in which one of you girls who listens to the show has some issues with some shit that was said on our show, and then I said something about you on our show, and you changed your whole identity to match what the fuck I said about you on our, I believe it was called a little podcast. Um, it's not dissimilar. Now, mind you, we do run a little podcast, but imagine being offended by a little podcast. <laughs> Couldn't have been me. <laughs> but I say, I say all that to say I was fascinated. I was absolutely fascinated by the interview. And yeah. I came away from it like really respecting him a lot. What kind of, in closing, kind of big thoughts did you have about the interview? We've, or even any just the clips that you've seen? We've got to stop being so quick to dismiss um individuals when they're speaking on things that we as fucking fans have no, no idea, idea about. about. I agree entirely. Because I remember a couple of years back they Cat Williams they were trying to hang him at the fucking stake. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he's crazy, he's hard to work with and I'm like I mean, I could see him maybe being a little bit like difficult to work with because he's he seems particular yeah and he's a he is a big name so he he's gonna have requests but all those motherfuckers have i want a bowl of green m&ms right like okay i i want a peach but yeah. i want you to shave off all of the fuzz there right. can't be any fuzz. but everybody when, does that exactly shit. but when it's people that are saying oh he crazy all this stuff but it's people that are in the same realm of what you're famous for. I'm like, Oh, you're hating. It's crabs in a barrel shit. Yes. Especially when it's older niggas like Steve Harvey. Like he knows he's phasing. Like that nigga could not do a comedy special right now. No fucking way. Kevin. Sorry. Kevin Hart. He can do it. Sure. Cat. He could do it. But all the other motherfuckers, no one's going to see Ricky Smiley live. If Cedric, the entertainer even did a show, I would be like, Oh, that's nice. He would have to do that that shit in St. Louis. And even them, all of the city would not show up. He would have to do it at the, at the pageant yes um that sucks but i mean it's not it's no shade like these are it's not not that i like these people any less it's just literally like you girls were never as big as cat williams no and that's the thing like we just got as black people we have to honestly like and i get competition i understand that but at the same time like why can't i do good and you do good too why does it have to be one or the other and i think that is a very our culture and it goes back to slavery type shit it really does because like oh that's masses number one but i could be number one too i was really good at being number one mm-hmm. you know type shit i no. completely agree with you um the i want to see everybody win and i don't see i don't think money changes that because there's literally more than enough money for all of those comedians that we just listed to mm-hmm. all they're all already fucking millionaires correct there's more than enough for them all to have successful specials there's more than enough that I could go to all the shows and be a fan of all of y'all and not have any type. You know what I'm saying? Like, I No, I com- I agree completely. I think that amongst black people, there is this very strong, very heavy crabs in a barrel mentality. Yes. That is brought. It is it is uh, it is part of the afterlife of slavery, like Jack just said, where. We really have been given so few opportunities as black people that when there are the couple that come up for us, we will claw at one another to get yeah. to the top. And that is 
while it is understandable why it happens, it is deplorable. And so I actually really respected that Cat Williams was like, I was a nigga trying to come up and these niggas tried to pine off of my like star. Yeah. I, I thought it was a valid thing. And so I, um, much, much fucking love and respect to Cat Williams. Um, (laughs) God bless you. Um, Mm. didn't know the nigga was, had a close uh, relationship with Minister Farrakhan. He says that shit in the interview. Oh, I could, I could see. He that. says that the that Minister Louis Farrakhan of the Nation of Islam was like, like refers to him, um, as a son or as a brother or something like that. And it was yeah. like, oh, shit, I didn't know that. Right. I remember another thing he said, um, in the interview that I thought was really cool was. Remember next Friday when he's in the bathroom and <laughs> Terry Crews' character walks in there. Yes, thank you. And they're like, originally he was supposed to get assaulted. This was in my notes. Yeah, he's supposed to get assaulted. And everybody's like, and not Ice Cube. He said Ice Cube didn't say this, but everybody else, the white side, because it's a at that point it's a it's a Ice Cube movie, but also it has backing, right? It's a black movie that is being backed by white people. Now. Exactly. Yeah. And they were like, it would be hilarious <clears throat> if he got assaulted. Yeah. And Cat Williams is like, what the fuck is funny about that? Like, I'm not, no, we're not doing that. Uh, it meant so much to me to hear Cat Williams be like, there's there's never anything funny about an assault happening. Yes. That was so good. And I, then I look back and I'm like, yeah. And it's always, and it is. Black folks now, I'm not going to say black, you know, directors and things like that don't put things on black actors. Sure. But I do think it is more of like white, you know, <clears throat> directors executive heads whatever it may be will be like that'd be hilarious if you wore a dress or if you assaulted that person it's or like, if you got assaulted right like right. it would it's be like, so much fun that's funny that would tie it in so well it's like no because then i even look think about the movie and think about what if that would have been a part of it it's like that would ruin the entire movie thank you because you you rarely need to put sexual assault in a movie but especially not in a comedy yeah about christmas come on like what the fuck? It's it always, was it was huge that he said that shit. Yeah, and and I thought that was a big part. I I really find Cat Williams in general to be incredibly well principled, and he stands on his fucking morals. And it, it is just something he's that never I, he's never changed. He's been the same I the agree whole completely. time. Yep. and he does his stories don't change. That's why I'm like this dude's telling the truth. Yep. He who who keeps up a lie for twenty twenty years. years. <laughs> for t- who the fuck does that, girl? Um, much love and respect to Cat Williams. Um, and thank you for blessing us with so much knowledge so soon into the new year. Um, this does bring us to our salt and sugar or our on the rim. Um, Jack, would you like to go first this week? Yeah. Um, for this week, I'm going to put sugar on the rim. Wow. Amazing. It's playoff football time. Wow. And the Chiefs have... A road that we have never been on before. Dun, 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 dun. It's a road to where we, I think, could be seen as an underdog. Dun, 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 dun. We've got Miami on Saturday. Dun, 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 dun. And we don't have any wide receivers. Dun, 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 dun. So I'm hoping that it'll be a good game. Dun, 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 dun. That my homeboy will show up like he always does. And those punk motherfuckers that have been dropping balls all year will catch them on Saturday when it matters. But if period, if if not, <laughs> y'all gonna hear on the next show 
Cause damn, it's been a, <laughs> it's been a long football season. They've slogged through it, huh? They have been. Um, what are they at right now? What's their ratio? They're eleven and six. Wins, losses. Eleven wins, six losses. Okay. They, they have not, but they have not lost six games in three, oh. three or four years. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Last oh, wow. year they only lost three games. I think. Year before that, same. And I think the year before that they lost maybe four. So niggas is looking at them like, oh, see, yeah. Chiefs are supposed to be like thir- thirteen and three, you know, fourteen and two, mm-hmm. like that type of shit. God, damn. you know, like we need. They're to like get, really good right now. Yes, running the fucking table, and I'm gonna be for real with you, and I can admit because I'm a realist. Please, if we gotta play the Baltimore Ravens, You're, it's not looking good. Lamar Jackson from Florida, man, <laughs> he gonna tear us up. <laughs> that nigga gonna tear us. Up. I ain't even. That nigga the MVP. Really? For sure. If he doesn't win it, it's rigged, bro. You don't see it for your team going up against. You said the Ravens. If we if the Chiefs get to the AFC Championship, if because they got to go, our road right now is going to be Miami. That's the, okay. Hang on, hang on. You say the state, and then I'll say the team name. The Miami. Nope. Buck. Dolphin. Dolphin. God damn it. Yeah. Okay. 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 So okay. Miami has a really good young quarterback. Uh huh. They've got Tyreek Hill, who used to play for the Chiefs. Okay. But he went down and got a bag in Miami. He's ridiculous. Okay, spectacular. Okay. So you got him. Their defense is pretty solid, but their defense is hurt. So that works for the Chiefs. Okay. Okay, but our offense is what hurts us. Mm-hmm. Okay? So let's say we get past Miami. Next city. We get rewarded by playing Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo Bills. Yes. Work! Okay, great. And the Buffalo Bills are getting hot right now. Okay. They started out the year they were trash, but the past couple weeks they've been lighting up niggas. Okay. All of them. So they could be a potential issue. For sure. Okay. Their defense is fucking ridiculous. Shout Let's say that, you know, the wide receivers on our team get their shit together. Travis Kelsey isn't in Taylor Swift's ass. They, they need to they need that needs to stop. That needs to stop. He don't get literally he gets no targets. None. Mahomes don't throw to him no more. <laughs> and, the, and like the two times he throws to him, this nigga be like, oh, oh, shit. He's, he's too in love to play he, the he game. He's doing this the whole time, patting his chest. I'm he, like, nigga, just catch it. He's too in love to play the game. She yeah. be enchanting these niggas. She's sucking the damn strength out of him. She's you. She's she's space jamming my my boy. Salute to you, Cadet Kelly. Because <laughs> so then, if we get past Buffalo, what's the next city? Then it's Baltimore. Baltimore Ra- Oh, okay. So they have to get through all these really good ass teams. And the Chiefs have to play. We get Miami at home. And it's gonna be cold as fuck. And Miami's not used to playing in weather that cold. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that that bodes well for the Chiefs too. But then when we move to the next round, because Buffalo's got Pittsburgh and they're they gonna beat Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. We have to go, I believe we have to go to Buffalo. It's cold as fuck there. It and they indeed. them niggas play good at home. Oh, the Chiefs have never played on the road mm-hmm. in the playoffs the past, like, three or four years. They mm-hmm. always are playing at home. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, let's say we go into Buffalo and win that shit. We got to go into Baltimore. Which is also really fuck-ass cold. It's and cold. But them niggas are ballers, bro. They, like, know how to play the game. They drop – I watched Lamar Jackson score five touchdowns. Oh, my God. In one game. Before the fourth quarter started. 
five touchdowns in the first half of the game, the first two quarters. This nigga had four touchdowns passing, and I think he had one rushing. Holy he's shit. Mike Vick on crack, bro. Like he's, oh, he's very good. Ridiculous. Wow. You can't tackle him. <laughs> he can throw f- 70 <laughs> yards. He can take off for 80. Yeah. He's really fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I'm put it's still sugar because I, I got my Chiefs, man. But I'm a realist and I know down the road, them <laughs> them niggas gonna be there. Baltimore <laughs> gonna be there for sure. For sure. And then the, the thing is, let's say the Chiefs go on a run and beat all them niggas. Uh-huh. You get to go to the Super Bowl and play the damn, what, San Francisco 49ers? Boy, we done. <laughs> the 49ers are a fucking all-star team. Remember when LeBron and D-Wade and Chris Bosh played together? That is the fucking 49ers. Think of any good football player right now. He played for 49ers. Their quarterback is ridiculous. They got like six wide receivers yep. that can give you work. Mm-hmm. The running back is the best in the league. And they got multiple of them. Their defense is immaculate. Mm. I know for a fact. And if if we're wrong, if I'm wrong, that's cool. I know this ain't the Chiefs year. And that's fine. I still want them to do work in the playoffs. But I know for a fact we will not be Super Bowl champions. And if we are, wow, I know for a fact, bro. It's wow. there's no there's no way with the wide receivers we have that we win the fucking Super Bowl. There is no fucking Mahomes is a damn magician, but he can't throw it to himself too. <laughs> and that's just fact, bro. That's what it comes down to. The Chiefs have dropped more yeah. balls this year <laughs> than they have the past. I think combined like 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 three or four years. Like it's. It's in? really bad. Yes. They got Butterfingers really bad this, uh, like recently. That's fucked up. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, Godspeed to um, the girls of the National Football League. Yeah, man. Um, and God bless Patrick Mahomes. Um, I am going to put sugar on the rim. God bless Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I just really like the way he plays the game of football, you guys. It has nothing to do with his face. Um, I am going to put sugar on the rim this week. Over the holiday break, I had a lot of chance to catch up on important things like finishing up television programs. Mm. Um, I have been in an anime kick recently and had the opportunity over break to finish Attack on Titan. Oh, I've heard of that shit. Bitch. It is, so, first off, I think if you don't like long TV, get get into Attack on Titan. Like, if, if you want to watch an anime program but you don't want to sit through 15 seasons of TV, do Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan is a tight four seasons of TV that spans, I mean, a really long time. They do a lot in four seasons. I just, I'm not going to say any spoilers because I do genuinely want to see if you would get into the show. Aaron Buck-Ass Yeager. Oh, girls. I didn't think the show was going to go in that direction. I didn't think when season four started, oh, it was going to give all of the things that it had to give. Um, Aaron Yeager is a madman, and he stands by his choices. Even if those <laughs> choices, you know, lead to really, really fucked up consequences for a lot of innocent people. <laughs> he stands on business, gross, and... Sorry, that's the energy that I feel like I need to bring into um, the new year as well. 
And so <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think I just thought about Drewski go stand on business, nigga. <laughs> Fuck I yes. gotta show you a video of him after Please this. Do. Please do. It is so funny. I <laughs> am all about niggas standing behind the shit that they're going to do. Yeah. They're not making excuses for any of their fucking behavior. They're not being like, well, this nigga made me do it. Aaron Yeager, in the fourth season of the show, this is not a spoiler in any capacity. This is just some shit that he says. He's like, I am this way because I was born this fucking way. And I'm going to die this way too. And you know what the fuck Aaron Yeager did? Stand on his goddamn attack titan business. <laughs> Bitch. Please, if you haven't finished, if, if you've like been watching Attack on Titan and you just haven't finished the fourth season, like my dumbass forgot to do, um, let this be the beacon of messaging right the fuck now. You need to go and finish that shit, girls. It, it was spectacular television. <laughs> Every time I think of it, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, I can't believe they ended it like that. Get into it, bitch. Attack on Titan, uh, four seasons. Hulu. And with that, girls, the lights are coming up. Uh, the bar is closing. We do have to go home. Uh, but thank you for joining us on yet another episode of the Jack and Daiquiri Show. Um, we hope that you have had a spectacular beginning to your new year. Um, we wish happy tidings to all of the girls. And we promise that next time you come back, we will have more rounds on you. Stay safe. See you next time.